pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, greetings and welcome back, KBs, for another mindful journey and exploration of the soul's best life. StephenCanyon.com is the website for all the upcoming events and other resources. Go there, check it out. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon as well. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Stephen. How is it? <laughs> it's amazing. Is it? Yeah, I'm really excited today. I got my blender back. Oh, that's our blender. Sure. Which is your blend? <laughs> which we we move around. What's and mine is we yours. travel so much, and every time we go somewhere new, we decide that we're going to leave the blender that you've ordered behind. Well, sometimes they have a blender, and sometimes they don't. And so, we're, but this is my favorite one too. So. We have like breadcrumbs left a trail of blenders from here to there. It's <laughs> true. Though. Let me just say, but I like to blend coffee, so I'm just oh, so in heaven. And you blend coffee, it with heaven. coconut oil, yeah, just a, a just that, a little tiny bit of cream and a really tiny bit of coconut oil which is delicious oh, by the way it makes it and, really frothy and you you've also you have managed to get the best kind of blenders for, yes for all the, of that it's the ninja there is nothing more motivating more exciting more stimulating than the imagination wouldn't you say mm. absolutely the imagination the imagination you know, it's a playground pause and think about that the imagination i mean it yeah. is one of the most remarkable things I mean, you see yourself singing before an audience, and then the next thing you know, that's exactly what you're doing. Mm. You can see yourself, uh, I don't know, painting a landscape, and then the next thing you know, you are there painting a landscape, mm. and you're doing it. Mm. The human spirit imagined to soar like a bird and then glided off a sand dune with homemade wings taking flight. What is that? <laughs> Movies like Willy Wonka, Pure Imagination, Gene Wilder. Oh my goodness! I just want to, now I just want to sit here and watch Willy There's Wonka. Nothing, nothing any better <laughs> than all of that. The imagination. Oh man, that's great. I mean, what would you end up thinking about it? The power of imagination is pure reality. What would you end up mm. seeing is. All that's left after the sifting of objectivity is pretty much nothing. Wow. Wow, yes. If you sift through it. I mean, so imagination is just so pure. It's the beginning of creation. Mm. You were imaginative as a child, weren't you? Absolutely, and I still use it in many ways. Um, There's actually something I do when I can't fall asleep at night. I don't do it a lot, but it's when I really cannot sleep. Mm. And I just, I love to lay there, and I just imagine getting on a huge black, maybe like an Andalusian horse. The horse changes, but either way, I'm just on this horse, and I'm just riding at full gallop, maybe in slow motion. We need across, to make that come true for you. Across a green field. And it's just so soothing. But it feels, you know, it's amazing how real the imagination can actually feel. Well, now, in, in reality, are you comfortable at full gallop on a horse? Depends on the horse. Yeah, if it's, a, if it's a very solid horse and I don't have to worry about it being skittish, then, yeah, I can do that. Hmm. Absolutely. You're not like a one-horse pony kind of girl, are you? <laughs> no. no. No, I'm not. I'm a multi-horse. Here's the thing. <laughs> 
every dream, every desire, every ambition could be manifested by those self-disciplined enough to kinetically believe it. Wow. That is to imagine what you desire and be grateful for having it before you can see it and then talk about it and do something about it. Hmm. You know, people will experience what it is that they assume to experience. And to you, to the observer, the universe around you, life around you, the circumstances of your life, your faith, whatever it is that you believe, all things that are, as they appear to be, are according to the manner in which you judge them to be. In other words, it's the way that you look at things. I mean, if you want, to, if you want things to appear to be different and better in your life, mm. then you got to first learn to look at things, at people with different eyes before they will actually objectively change. You know, this is amazing because just earlier this morning, I was thinking about how recently we spoke with someone and they said, uh, they, were, they told a story, but then she finished by saying, you know, that really restored my faith in humanity. And mm. I was thinking, well... Isn't that so detrimental to our day when we head out into the world expecting humanity to not be so great and to be rude or to be, you know, mad about this or rude about that? And and it really just opened my eyes. And I love that you're talking about this today because it's, it's amazing. You know, we can go out into the world with ourselves fixed, but then our perspective on others is screwed up. And so we're just going to have all these terrible interactions throughout the day. I mean, this is so powerful. Look, you know, just that, like you're saying, that ability to look at people with, with different eyes, because I mean, like you teach us, observation really does change things, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? You know, you're saying Mm -hmm. that that's what, you know, faith and belief is. Things will be as we expect them to be. Well, it's like the one you're saying that goes out and, and automatically or just uh, surprisingly has, society to restore her faith and humanity when the attitude should be, I'm going to go out there today and I'm going to restore humanity's faith in me. Yes. I'm going to be the difference yes. in society rather than trying to have, have society prove something to me. Absolutely. And as you always teach, it's that expectation. So, you know, if we go to t- shopping at Target and we expect everybody to be bumping into us and in a bad mood, we're totally going to activate that. Right. That's right. You know, two people apply for a job. One sees a paycheck and the other one sees a way to contribute to making the world a better place. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some people will judge others by what they do and themselves by their best intentions. But look, it's the one who's perfecting themselves who judges not after appearances, the way that people look or they think that they act, but according to the best intentions of creation. They see others as they desire them to be. They hear only what they want to hear, and they only see the good in all others. In this person, let's call them the kinetic believer, because there is no condemnation in themselves or for other people. And for this one, who's living their best life, awakening to enlightenment by transcending the negative, uh, those subjective negative judgments. This is the one who contributes to transforming the world. And it's with their willingness, their imagination for choosing what to see and what to hear. There is an ancient proverb which says, the king that sits on the throne scatters the evil with his eye. In other words, sympathy for the living and acknowledgement of human limitations is not in the consciousness of the king because he's learned to separate those, all those false judgments, the sight of failings, 
from the essence of what is true, from the essence of life, from the essence of being to, to uh, this king poverty is the state of wealth that sleeps. Whoa. So poverty is the state of wealth that sleeps. That's powerful, isn't it? I mean, okay. So the king in this case, it it doesn't see anybody as, as less than another. You could say that he, he sees some as, as unawake while others have awakened to, to enjoy their best lives. Yes. He does not see caterpillars. He sees painted butterflies. He doesn't see winter. He sees a summer that sleeps. He doesn't see a cloudy sky, Mm. but a veil between him and the sun. You know, a homeless person isn't somebody that's in want, but a creator who's sleeping. Mm. The creator of all things is asleep in the imagination of every single person. And out of your own imagination must desire awaken by Mm. subjectively affirming that, you know what, you are perfectly made. You are flawless. You are the essence of life. The mind of God is your imagination. There's only one reality in your life, and that is your own consciousness. It's from this place in your present moment that only you can awaken that which is asleep. I love that, you know, that there's only one reality in your life, your consciousness. So, uh, you know, because when we're limited by our thoughts, we are, in Mm -hmm. a sense, held captive by by identifying with with what we think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You know, Albert Einstein said the true value of a human being can be found in the degree to which he has attained liberation from the self. Mm -hmm. Look, creation is finished. It's done. There's nothing you or I can add to that which has been finished. However, we call the completion of our creation into being, into manifestation, by feeling the reality of the state of being that you would, uh, that you would choose to call into to manifestation. In other words, we all know them. We all know somebody uh, who is frequently moody. And unpredictably moody, or even, you know, you've known them long enough, they're predictable. I'm like, yes, I used to know myself. You knew that person. (laughs) Well, their mood can set the tone for the entire household, right? Of course. I mean, for everybody around them. It's contagious. There there are fewer things that are worse than coming home with a great attitude, feeling good about the day, or trying to leave the the house with a great attitude, only to have the door slammed on your giddiness. Mm. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a bad place to be. Yeah. A, a mood attracts its affinities. Uh, it is a declaration on what is, but it does not create what it attracts. Mm. In the same way, w- we go to sleep uh, at night, and when we are called by the feeling that uh, we go to sleep when you feel you're tired, you know, when you're called to go to sleep because of that sleepy feeling. So in the same way as the unction to awaken from the dreamlike state of being, to transcend thought by becoming present with a heightened sense of awareness. In the dreamlike state of unconsciousness, people see only themselves. I mean, they see their egoist state from the lens of desire. Mine, mine, it's me, it's mine, that's mine. I need this, I need that. You need to do this for me, you need to do that for me. They identify with thoughts, they identify with things, they identify with other people, with labels, with winning and with losing. Mm -hmm. Nothing comes against you, nothing can oppose you. 
that is not from the nature of yourself. Wow, isn't this amazing that nothing comes against us that's, that's not from the nature of ourselves. So, so really, we're attracting the kind of people we will be around, in a sense. And, yeah, yes. And I just love the reframing that you're giving us today because it's such an intense, hot focus on, on potential. Because I think a lot of times before we really tap into the kinetic belief way of life, we, we sort of reach down in ourselves and we don't feel like there's a lot there to pull from. We feel kind of empty. You reach for that answer. It's not there. You reach for the money. It's not there. You feel sort of empty. And, and I love this reframing of, of seeing something as asleep or it's not activated yet because that, that's the, well, that's the definition of kinetic, isn't it? It's that potential energy that we all have. As long as you find yourself reaching for something, it's a thought that you've identified with, which will always remain elusive. Mm. thinking thoughts identifying with reasonings those are the rabbit holes that you can chase after for a lifetime and never come to the end of no people emerge out of the masses of the drama 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 by revealing how intimately connected they are to the moods of other people and you know who they are you meet them throughout your life often by what appears to be an accidental meeting you know, and you just find they are somehow reflections of your moods, the people you're meeting. Because your moods, be it good or bad, continually change and they flow out of you, emerging into the world around you. And then I will tell you that left unchecked, you'll soon meet all of the colorful characters of either your conscious self or your sleeping self. And, you know, I really want to consider what you're saying here. This is huge because... You know, I've got to say, we've we both had a lot of, uh, that's a great word, colorful characters. Let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> Very nice in our lives. Um, but we all have, right? Everybody <laughs> relates to that. And I, I think most of them showed up because we were absolutely sleeping, Perhaps, like you're saying. But it's as simple as this. You know, you are the playwright and you can open the curtain on the characters of choice in your life by perfecting mm-hmm. the mood of your day. Choose the perfect essence of your being to represent you while living and breathing your way through the day. One of the biggest mistakes people will make is that they allow their lives' circumstances to be influenced by their knee-jerk, unconscious assumptions that they must respect their feelings, even if they're negative. These are my feelings because they are, after all, this is how I feel about things. So it must be okay. It's my intuition. Let's follow after my feelings here. How you feel is not okay unless you feel okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I can hear somebody say right now, but Stephen, you just don't understand. I've always trusted my feelings. Okay, well, let's assume the feeling I am perfectly made in the image of my creator. Now, as a result of identifying with the feeling that you are perfectly created and you're the essence of life, now you don't have a life. You are life. Your entire behavior now, your feelings, your emotional state of consciousness will subtly and unconsciously begin to change in alignment with your assumptions. Wow. Well, you know, that's always been an interesting word for me, assumption. Um, But, you know, the the scientific community has really just proven in the laboratory that it's just going to make an ass out of you and me. (laughs) Yes, Meg. That's, <laughs> that's certainly possible because it's... No, it's a scientific yes. fact. It, it can make what out of you and me? An ass. Oh, that's what I thought you said. I didn't stutter. Yeah, because, no, <laughs> it, it's every single one of your unawakened assumptions that continually materialize themselves in a way that others will, will see you. And how you perceive that others see you is how you will 
identify yourself. You know, so here's a question for our listeners. Is it possible for you to decree a thing and have it come to pass in your life? I can hear them all. Yes, 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 yes absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, without the least bit of hesitation, yes, you can. In fact, this is the way of transcending progressiveness. And it's been this way since the beginning of humanity on the earth. But now the creative spirit within humankind has always decreed the forms of rearrangement that we see in the natural, those things of desire that have appeared in the world. You know, there are forms around every single one of you who are listening right now today that would not be there had you not decreed those things to be. The kinetic belief of decreeing those things which are appearing in our world, they'll continue to do so as long as there is a person who is expecting something. In other words, there is not one thing that has ever appeared in this world, including the stars and beyond, that was not first decreed and desired that it should be. Yeah, this really goes against those who think uh, the things have just how it's just somehow shown up randomly in the universe and in our lives. Um, but you know, you're telling us point blank that nothing has ever appeared that was not first decreed. I love that word. No, that's correct. You know, it, this is a universal principle of creation, Meg. All things created had a creator. And to not believe in a creator puts faith in random creation. In other words, this is to believe that, well, for example, if you were to take all of the parts of a 747 aircraft, that's a lot of parts, right? Place them (laughs) some kind of a large hanger of a shaker, plug it in, shake it long enough, a 747 would just assemble itself (laughs) all by itself. There are a lot of people that still claim that things just randomly show up like that. However, I will tell you that no one can disprove that creation required a creator. And this decreeing is based upon a changeless universal principle. Decreeing through the power of kinetic belief is done in either unconsciousness or awakened consciousness. In other words, every single person is aware of being and then experiencing that which they have decreed themselves to experience. Wow. So, so we can really say that, that what we're experiencing is what we have decreed that we will experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we can literally change what we will experience through well, through the power of, of kinetic You've belief. You've done it many times yourself. Right, yes. Changing and it. I love that word decree. That's a, that's sort of, that's not something I use a lot, but I do like that word because it's very, it's a hard hitting, you know, I think of back in medieval times where they would sort of like nail something up to a, you know, the king <laughs> the, decreed decree. something and it spoke it. Yes. And it was proclaimed the, it. The all end all, you <laughs> yeah. know, no questions after that. Yes. The impoverished person without using thought, for example, is aware of being impoverished. They are aware of being in lack. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this is somebody who is decreeing themselves to be impoverished. Whatever it is, and there are no limitations other than what you decree, whatever it is kinetically believed to receive the creation of it as your own, and you will suddenly transform your world from the absence of your desire to the wealth of plenteousness and where all things are now possible for you. This is just so powerful and, and empowering. I've always been inspired by, by this limit, this idea of limitless thinking, mm-hmm. you know, believing that all things are possible. And again, it's by decreeing, by proclaiming, 
abundance of the of the imagination mm-hmm. that really you know we can well we can create anything i mean the, anything it's there's no limit mm. there's no ceiling to it you could in a sense really say that that um you know well necessity really is the mother of all invention of all manifestation <laughs> sure <laughs> well we first experience the problem right right and then we imagine the solution mm-hmm. well today in 2021 think about it scientifically we have collectively now achieved just amazing things throughout the world and with each advancement, someone imagined to succeed. Right. For example, uh, genome editing has given scientists you know, the power to surgically remove and, and just as excitingly monitor the activity of genes and the regulatory elements that control those things. But this has been an absolute game changer for understanding the mechanisms that are underlying how biological systems work and the diseases that disturb those functions that are supposed to be functioning properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, another one closely related is the versatility of the CRISPR, which I think is C-R-I-S-P-R, that makes it one of the greatest discoveries of all time. CRISPR can be used to edit and knock out and inhibit and activate genes. First imagined, then manifested into reality. Another remarkable manifestation, being able to sequence the transcript uh, ohm of cells from different physiological conditions that's opened the door for identifying molecular markers and all the diseases and and to really greatly aid in the development of therapeutics. The transcending of thought for the development of penicillin. Where would we be without antibiotics? Outside of life sciences, the genius... Remarkable genius of DNA profiling. I mean, it's changed the world of, of forensic sciences and a lot of other things. For the advancement of humankind, the discovery of electricity. I mean, it hasn't been that long, has it? Electricity, <laughs> plugging things in. The electronics and technology as a result of it has helped us to uh, propel us, you know, humanity into this new age of discovery in so many ways. Vaccines preventing countless numbers of deaths and diseases, all because of one man and a cow. <laughs> and I love what you're saying. You know, all of this from the power of the imagination. Um, and, and this points to us being able to, to first imagine exactly what we will attract into existence. You know, and, and I have to say, what you're describing, it's, well, it's how I think a lot of us were taught that God created the universe. And so as I'm, you know, sort of piecing all this together, it, it just seems like you're saying that we have the same ability to, to desire something first mm-hmm. and then see it come to pass um, in the same way that, that God, our creator, created us. Most everyone, Meg, including particle physicists, if, if you could arrange an interview while they're masked and have, they've got their voices distorted so you couldn't identify them. <laughs> they, you saw me struggling I in the did. store. They, <laughs> they would agree that all things were made by God, and without God there's nothing made that is made, but what humankind does not agree upon hmm. is the identity of God. Right. Most of the churches of the world, they disagree as to the identity and the true nature of God, the Creator. Um, mm-hmm. even, and even so, the Bible says that Moses and the, the prophets, okay, they were in 100% agreement as to the identity and the nature of God. Huh. Now, that's remarkable. Uh, Jesus' life and his teachings are in agreement with the findings of those ancient prophets. Moses was actually one of the first to claim that God was actually our awareness of being. 
one with the essence of life when he said to his followers, he said, I am has sent me to you. Now, that's a remarkable statement. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I have to say this, what you're describing right now, it really feels, it sits right in my spirit, in my, in my instinctual gut, if you will, you know, Mm -hmm. that our God, our creator um, is our awareness of being. I'm going to have to put my slippers on, have a hot cup of tea while I'm thinking about this one, (laughs) blend some more coffee. Looking for an excuse. I know you. Transcending to conscious awareness is mm. awakening. It's the creative power that kinetic belief activates when you rise above your unconscious state of being, Mm. which is identifying with thoughts as they just race through your mind. All of those great inventive manifestations of achievement that I just mentioned are the result of the essence of being communing with the creative consciousness of God, overcoming the presumptuous identification with thought, with reasonings, with doubt, with fear, and with confusion, and all those things. This this is the truth that makes all people free for humanity. It's the egoist state of consciousness, which is always Mm self-imprisoned. However, identifying with the essence of your being Ah, uh, now that's self-freeing. Yes, you know, and when we get revelation knowledge on on identifying with God as the essence of our being, we we fully can realize that we really are all connected within as as one. I'm going to let you in on a secret. <laughs> okay. Again. Okay. Now don't tell anybody. Okay. But this is one of the most <laughs> empowering things that you can ever ever do. If you will give up all of your former beliefs in a God that is separate from yourself and claim God as your awareness of being, the same way that Jesus and the prophets did, I'm telling you that you will transform your world with the realization that you and your Creator are one. Hmm. Consciousness meaning awaken to awareness of the I am in existence within. I mean, it's like the conceiver and its conceptions. I mean, think about it. The conceiver, the conceiver is ever greater than its conceptions, but it will always remain as one with its conception. In other words, before you are awakened to being present, becoming aware of you, being the essence of life, of infilling a human form, you first become conscious of simply being. I mean, this is, this is the you that does not identify with any thought of form. It's just simply you. Mm-hmm. Then you become conscious of being a human being. And as you do, you still remain as one with the conceiver, which is greater than your conception, which is the human form. Okay, so so the conceiver or, or God, our creator, which we are one with, mm-hmm. is greater than the conception, mm-hmm. the human form, us. So so we are greater than, than what you can see. This is amazing. Yeah. Yes. You know, look, this is not some religious notion, okay? This isn't some legalistic approach to salvation. Jesus discovered this truth and declared himself to be one with God, not a God that man had created, In fact, he never recognized a God that was created by human thought. He said that if any man should ever come saying, look here or look there, he said, don't believe them. He said, for the kingdom of God is within you. So when the Bible says that he went to his father, it's telling us that he 
transcended in consciousness to the point where he was just conscious of the essence of his being. He was transcending the limitations of his present conception of himself, which was called Jesus. You know, when I think about that sensation of, of realizing that there are things missing in your life and that you want more, um, it's so awesome to be empowered by the idea that, that awareness is that freedom. Um, and it's the freedom that is missing. It's that missing piece for most people's lives, isn't it? Just being mm-hmm. present in our awareness, it's going to to transcend you know, identifying with thoughts of failure, thoughts of mm-hmm. not being good enough, just every negative thought can be overcome by, by becoming aware, awareness of, of who we really, really yeah, are. That's, that's good because here's where the manifesting power of kinetic belief becomes the tool for creating. It's in the awareness of being the essence of life in the earth. All things are possible. I mean, Jesus said, you shall decree a thing and it shall come to pass. This was his decreeing, rising in consciousness to the naturalness of being the thing desired. He said, and I, if, if I be lifted up, I shall draw all men unto me. He was saying that if I be lifted up in consciousness to the naturalness of the thing desired, I will draw the manifestation of that desire unto me. Consciousness, awareness of I am, therefore I am. That is the creator. That is drawing the manifestations of life to you. All of you at this very moment are drawing into your circumstances, into your world, that which you are now conscious of being. In other words, awareness that you don't have love, that you are love. You don't have abundance. You are abundance. You are joy. You are happiness. So from your enlightened state of consciousness, you no longer try to become something that you already are. You don't have to get something, earn something, take something that you already have. Now you can see what is meant by um, the religious notion that you must be born again. Religion has always told us it was a legalistic way to living our best life. This is how you have an eternal life. But a rebirth into consciousness and out of unconsciousness, that's not a religion. In other words, if you're not satisfied with your present observations in life, the way things are going, the regret, the fear, the doubt, the worry, the stress, the only way to change what you see is to take your attention away from what appears real to you and rise in conscious awareness beyond those forms that surround you and that which you desire to begin experiencing. You cannot serve two masters. Therefore, to take your attention from one state of consciousness and place it upon another, that is to die to one and live to the other, out with the old and in with the new life. Well, and isn't that just the same as being double-minded or, or straddling a fence, mm-hmm. saying, you're, saying you're one thing while, while being another? It's, it's exactly what we were talking about yesterday, mm-hmm. letting your yes be yes and your no be no, <laughs> and no, everybody, I cannot read in between That's the lines. That's your nature. That's the way you've always I'm not been. able to. <laughs> yes. Give it to me straight. <laughs> a, a, another way of looking at yeah. it, reading between the lines, is that's a form of manipulation, which is another form of competition. Mm. Who can get Ooh. the other one to do that's what good. they want them to do? That's good. Uh, when I was playing football, and, and you know we would lose one game after another. <laughs> and, and, and we were really good at it, by the way. 
I mean, we didn't just lose. <laughs> it, we didn't. We didn't need an a, our, an opposing team to lose. Your we, failure was undefeated. We practiced losing. <laughs> and our coach, after every game we would lose, would take us back to the locker room and keep us there till two in the morning, telling us how horrible we are. Oh, good. Were. Not anymore, so but were how bad of a team we are, how terrible we are, and called us all kinds of names. And after three three hours of this tongue lashing, would send us home just to come back and lose again the next week. Who knows why we were losing? I oh, think yeah. <laughs> it's a real mystery, right? You and we were we watched. I don't know what we were. We saw some boxing thing on television recently and Mm -hmm. and they zeroed in on one of the corners and the trainer of the boxer was telling him how terrible of a fighter he he said what's wrong with you today why aren't you listening to me why aren't you listening you're you're terrible you're gonna lose you're you're not you're not any good the guy's just kept covered in blood dazed yeah experiencing life (laughs) awakened first requires that you abandon the idea of competition now, by competition, I don't mean to stop enjoying sports or to no longer push yourself to the best that you can possibly be or to learn any new skills. Uh, you know, you can enjoy the experience of those things, but it's for the one who's transcended identifying with the fear of lack, of not having enough, of being a taker rather than a giver. Those who've awakened from the idea of, you know, they're not being a limited supply of things. Mm. I've known a lot of people who consider themselves to be enlightened, which uh, is the first problem because they're identifying with the thought, I'm enlightened, I'm enlightened. We talked about that the other day. I said, you know, I've never heard somebody say, I'm a lady, and then they were. (laughs) The opposite was true. (laughs) Right. But a lot of people who consider themselves to be practitioners of the awareness, they don't succeed in enjoying the creative experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons it's more difficult for modern humanity is that competition in business, for example, created this idea of a limited supply of things. The idea of the limited supply. Now, that's that there's not enough to go around and that we must compete with each other for what there is Mm -hmm. or they will run out and there won't be enough for me or for me to sell to others so that I can prosper. All of that, that whole idea of thinking came from the egoist who identifies with the forms that can be seen. Therefore, what can be seen is limited, right? Mm -hmm. So this way of thinking leads to people who have a little bit of knowledge of kinetic belief, still thinking that it's necessary that some people need to do without some things in order for others to have some things. This way of thought requires the mental constructs of winners and losers and the belief that abundance is possible only for those who are smarter, who have the creative charisma to attract more uh, from that limited supply. Well, and this idea, this issue, it's it's so prolific, isn't it? I mean, you just when you, I was thinking, while you, when you go on social media, for example, you're just bombarded with all these courses, and they they're like, I can teach you how to, you know, uh, what's the what's the phrase? Not a headhunter, but like kicking taking names i don't know i don't even know how to say it that's how not ruthless Kicking i am butts. you're not a, <laughs> nice try though but on we social but you know what i mean but on social media you all these you see all these people yelling at you saying you know i'll show you how to be ruthless in business and just yeah, mow everyone sure. down and and right. it's so 
well, toxic. Take no prisoners. Take the no, whole that's thing. it. That's that I it? was combining all of them. Well, there's usually someone who will <laughs> speak with me at one of our conferences about using kinetic belief in their business. Yeah. And while look, it's totally appropriate to incorporate the modalities of kinetic belief into whatever you choose to experience. It's not appropriate to change your motives for succeeding while believing that your success is going to come as a result of 99% of all others failing. Mm. Wow. Success is not success when it comes with affliction. I mean, we are all interconnected with the essence of being, with one. And while most of those who use kinetic belief achieve their you know, monetary goals while attracting this large measure of their desires, they're still optimistic, they're, they're energetic, and they're so excited, and they have all this confidence that they're regularly stirring up in themselves to uh, be viable competitors. But their affirmations are almost totally competitive. They're being fed from these social media uh, websites and, and uh, teachers that you're talking about. Freedom from being held captive to identifying with thoughts, with the fear of not having enough. The stress of losing. If you're under the stress of winning, you're under the stress of losing. Uh, the anxiety of not meeting a financial goal. All those things will not come for the one who continually identifies with competitive thinking. While you think there may not be enough to go around, the fear of having to take your turn of going without produces these physiological stressors. And the limited supply of competition requires the motivation of hurry and worry. And I've got to work harder, be smarter. I've got to have it before someone else has it. No, the forms that are essential to abundant living for advancing your mind, body, and soul. This is what's required. You need food, and you're going to need some clothing. And you're going to need shelter, education, um, and experiential enjoyment. And that's, that's basically it. And for three of those, the food, clothing, and shelter, we kinetically adhere to and rely upon the world of nature for the supply of those things. Scientifically, the universe has an infinite supply of whatever may be demanded of it. In fact, simple mathematics can demonstrate that just the state of Florida... If all of its resources were organized for the production of food, it could produce enough to feed the entire population of the entire world and, and feed them abundantly well. Well, I think that just points to how easy it is to, to think a problem is so much bigger and scarier than it actually is. You know, I, I remember you telling me one time that, that you could fit, um, oh, what was it? You could fit everybody in the world, mm -hmm. so all 7 billion whatever people, um, uh, into if they had two square feet to correct me if I'm wrong. So if 7 billion people were given two square feet each to stand on, mm -hmm. then you could fit everybody into Jackson County, Florida. <laughs> That's a, that'd be a, a lot of people in a small space, but yes, I think I've been on that beach. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, the you imagination know? can work for you or against you. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Meg, the creative KB awakened to the power of presence becomes abundantly wealthy happy, overflowing with joy, never needing to hurry or worry again, because it's through the creative, positive lens of the imagination that you don't need to identify with anxious thoughts for tomorrow. There's no need to identify with panic or any kind of fear. You only need to be grateful for the essence of your being, having a grand adventure where nothing is missing or broken in your life. 
and whatever you can think of or imagine will be added to your life. Well, let's work on some highest viewpoint affirmations. Let's imagine. Just say this out loud. Say, I am one with my creator. I am one with my creator. Wherever I go. Wherever I go. The power of creation. The power of creation. Goes with me. It goes with me. I have what I say. I have what I say. So I say, I am wealthy. So I say, I am wealthy. I am happy. I am happy. I am full of joy. I'm full of joy. I am health. I'm health. I am love. I am love. Right now. Right now. In this present moment in this present moment i am growing in wisdom i'm growing in wisdom i am developing in awareness i'm developing in awareness i am one with god i'm one with god new friends are coming into my life (laughs) new friends are coming into my life (laughs) and they are edifying to me they're edifying to me they encourage me they encourage me they celebrate me they celebrate me and they champion me and they champion me they love me unconditionally they love me unconditionally and i and i do all of these things do all of these things (laughs) for them for them life is wonderful life is wonderful and i can't wait and i can't wait to see to see what i've imagined what i have imagined to come next. To come next. Wow, imagination is, actually is, the beginning of creation. What an awesome podcast this has been. If you want to receive encouraging and exciting insights from Stephen every week, just text the word kinetic, K-I-N-E-T-I-C, to the number 844-844-0049. Yes, and we've only got one more day left in the voting process. The Law of Attraction Kinetically podcast is going to begin production in front of a live audience. And we want to know where do you, our audience, want us to podcast, broadcast from with you in attendance. And it's going to be either in San Diego, California, Denver, Colorado, or Orlando, Florida. All sunny. Oh, lots of sunshine That's true, in right? places. <laughs> Sunny places. And you can yeah. text Kinetic to 844-844-0049. Let us know your choice. And we will have the decision uh, voted so on excited. by first of next week. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting announcement. And if you want to check out the 100-Day Guided Journal that we've mentioned in this podcast and all the others, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. And make sure you follow us also at Stephen Canyon for Instagram, right? Yes, on the Instagram. Sending out much love to all you KB creatives (laughs) around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.